Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Perimenopause Power. Today, we are delighted to have another fantastic guest on our podcast, and that is Vicki Jamieson. Now, Vicki is a natural anti-aging and wellness expert, skin nutritionist, and vitality consultant. That, I just go, well. Wow. Uh, with more than 30 years in the wellness and anti-aging industry, Vicki's passion lies in sharing her wisdom to help women feel vibrant and energised to live a full life. She thrives on engaging women, sharing her wisdom and seeing the realisations and hope on their faces when they realise there are simple and effective solutions out there to help them on their journeys. A results-oriented wellness mentor and anti-ageing expert, Vicky integrates her continual adoption of, of innovative solutions with traditional methods to help her clients have more energy in the boardroom, at the executive table and for their families and for themselves. Through her busy Melbourne practice, she specialises in oxygen infusion facials to firm collagen naturally, as well as offering both online and in-person consultations. In 2020, she launched a program to guide women to thrive through menopause, and don't we love that? Vicky has featured in Wellbeing magazines. She's been interviewed on Health Radio in New York and speaks on specialist skin nutrition, lifestyle strategies to avoid burnout and support strategies to guide women through their life cycle transitions. She also participates in triathlons, the last being uh, a half Ironman race in 2022 this year. Well, Wiki, uh, Vicky, <laughs> welcome to our podcast and thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to hear all about your podcast. <laughs> oh, we hope you enjoy being here and, um, and get a chance to listen to some of our other episodes. I will. I'll be listening intently. Fantastic. And hi, Nat. I didn't say hi to you. No, no problem. I was just intently sitting in the background listening to Vicky's wonderful uh, bio. What um, incredible work that you do, Vicky, and, and how lucky uh, are women, probably not just in Victoria, but across the globe as well, that to get your support and your wisdom. Yes, Which it's lit- just been such a Sorry, passion. Gosh. Yeah, it's just been such a passion of mine. And I guess over 30 years, you start having, it sounds like a very long bio when you read it out like that. But after 30 years, you kind of accumulate all this knowledge and it's just so wonderful to share mm. it. And, you know, so women are empowered to make the right choices for themselves. Yeah, absolutely love it. And leads beautifully into our first question. Um, and we love hearing how a guest started in their business. So if you could share us, how did you come to find yourself working in this area of wellness, natural and anti-aging and skin health? Well, it was actually many years ago. I obviously started very young. I was in my early 20s and I had always been into fitness, I guess, and I wanted to have a sort of I was working in a government job, wanted to work in something, didn't know what, uh, and just thought, what can I do that I can fit life around, you know, having kids and a family and stuff like that. That was my impetus, really. And it just so happened I came across this ad for beauty therapy. I was like, you know what, I'm not really into that. I'm not really into the beauty thing, <laughs> but I am amazed at how the body heals itself. And there was body work mentioned. So I thought, I'm just going to go for this interview and see what happens. And really, 
I got into it from that starting date. So um, what happened was I started in traditional beauty therapy, but I did notice that stress and lifestyle choices made a big impact on skin health. And that was really my passion was the skin, how the body regenerated itself, what we did from a mindset perspective, like how we viewed the world, whether we were positive or negative, uh, you know, whether we ate well or didn't, whether we exercised or didn't, uh, how we, you know, what what we found stressful compared to the next person and exactly the same thing would happen to them, but there would be a different outcome. And we, I would see it on their skin, so on my client's skin. So um, that really fascinated me and that really started the journey. And of course, it's just evolved as I've got older. <laughs> so I started my business in my sort of late 20s and I'm now in my late 50s. So um, every decade, it seems, I, I would personally go through a challenge and then I'd overcome it with just, you know what I call it, going back to just the basics. So good nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, which is now a big word it never used to be, um, you know, just all the simple things in a busy lifestyle. Like I was no not exempt from having a hectic, busy lifestyle with kids that played sport. I played sport. My husband did sport. He traveled. So that was just that whole offering advice as I achieved stuff. Then my clients would then go through the, the same thing and I go, oh, hang on. I I know what to do here. So I did train as aromatherapist uh, in my late 20s. So that led me into a lot of the Eastern philosophies and all those modalities, which I find marries up so beautifully when we can just stop and listen to our bodies and then go, what does it need? When we can really tap into that intuitiveness and then using what feels right. So learning what feels feeling good is and then moving into that uh, and always listening to the body first mm. so that was a bit of a long answer sorry mm. no sorry. it's beautiful and and I reckon that you've got things running around in your head so I'm gonna <laughs> let you speak first I know you too I well. have <laughs> I have I've got all that goodness inside me as you talk about just yeah listening to your body and coming back to yourself and you know if I can share in 2020 amongst the, you know, the craziness and the stress of what we went through here, um, not just in Melbourne, but obviously we had very harsh lockdowns here, you know, my skin broke out and that was my first indication that, yeah, my stress levels are really, really high. And and like you, and again, you know, even working in this space, we're not exempt from it, we're, we're yeah. human, but, you know, I, I do mindfulness, I move, I eat well, drink water, et cetera. But it was, that was, you know, when I started to see my skin, I thought, hang on, something, something's shifting here and I know that it's the stress. And, and yeah. you know, ever since then I've been very conscious about, again, really supporting my skin and, and having those regular treatments and consultations to, um, yeah, bring that vibrancy back. But then also, you know, checking in again with my, my stress levels. I talk a lot about, you know, we can't minimize stress always around us, but we can choose how we respond to it. And obviously in the midst of lockdowns and homeschooling and everything, it's like, well, you know, that was who knew how to even prepare or respond to that situation. So again, it was a lesson to me to um, look back and say, okay, what was I not doing that was favorable yeah. to me or that was not serving me that, you know, and I guess those life phases that we go through as hard as it is when we're through them, they're really lessons 
you know, they're just, they're learnings for us to continually evolve and grow and just continue to be the person that we want to be. Exactly. And, and also knowing that wellness, whatever life throws at us, is a journey, which is exactly what you're saying. And so there's no quick fix because life is not quick. <laughs> well, hopefully mm-hmm. not. So well, we're here for a long time, hopefully, again. So we, we're here to enjoy the process. And that is part of what mindfulness is, is learning the joy and even the struggles. And, I mean, I can t- <laughs> can talk personally now with my <laughs> broken shoulder, which is you know, like creating frustration untold. But you know what, we've just got to learn to what's the lesson here and can we tap into that? And I know that sounds a bit airy-fairy sometimes and people, what I find a lot, and I was also in this boat, was that we don't realise how stressed we are because we're always in stress and we think it's normal. But our body is undergoing stress. And so it's dealing with it. So the moment you you uh, relax or or take a, the foot off the pedal, then you realize, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's when things start going wrong. Actually, because your body's going, oh, I've got time to deal with that now. But you're thinking, oh, I'm not stressed. Well, in actual fact, you have to think my body is stressed. So there's a big difference, and it's about awareness. I find, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely. And I, and I also love how you talked about, you know, simple as well um, because I did another podcast during the week and we tend to, you know, go big or go home. Mm. And sometimes, you know, our journey can see us bringing it back to just simple and that can actually make such a huge difference. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's that whole I've got to do it big or I've got to have, you know, the best of or and it really can really encapsulate our thought process and, and we lose our way a little bit, don't we? Yeah. And I think it's it's a little bit of society and, again, too, as women, if we're A-type personalities, um, we tend to push hard or if we're in corporate roles and we're trying to compete and we may not have that verbiage in our head, but is it instilled in us from society? If we want to be CEO or executive director or whatever we want to be, um, are we just going home or going hard? <laughs> and in triathlon, right. I see this a lot, which is, of course, my environment for my I mean, you know, relaxation. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like you, you just go hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, can, yeah, A-type personalities can be very hard to then recognise that they are in stress and to learn and you have to learn to slow down and go back to the simple (laughs) because you've taken yourself so far out of it. Yeah. So, Vicky, your work sees you working in helping women to thrive. What led you to, and I think you've probably touched on it a bit, but what's led you to focus on women at this phase? Was it your own personal experience or were your clients instrumental here or was it a bit of both? So obviously I mentioned I did see a lot of um, similarities with what I went through and then clients. So I was Mm. kind of helping clients along the way sort of for 20 odd years. It was really came to a head in 2020. Obviously, um, you know, the way the world was going, my clinic was shut down and I couldn't work in Melbourne. I was also in Melbourne. Uh, So I was really thinking what, what could I use that was all my 
um, knowledge, if you like, that I could share and how could I get it out to people? Because I was constantly being asked by loads of different, you know, friends, family, colleagues, people I met, um, you know, how do I get through this menopause? They were really, really struggling. So, and I all I kept thinking was, go back to basics. And they're like, oh, I've heard you can do this. I've heard you can do that. It's like, go back to basics. But they didn't even know what basics were. And so it was a little bit, and then also the other thing I offer in my program, which is more of the teachings of, you know, Ayurvedic and Chinese traditional medicine and ancient modalities. So basically we can listen to our bodies because we don't get taught that at school. (laughs) And I think that's a big part of what's simple and basic because we're then grounded with the earth we have the five elements, you know, the air, water, and movement. So you can then relate it back to how our body feels good. So then we know when we feel nourished. And when we feel nourished, we feel happy. <laughs> and the happiness is a really good indication that you're feeling good, right? So Absolutely. people in menopause and perimenopause were not <laughs> clearly feeling happy. So it was like, okay, what's your quick fix that you can start feeling happy now um, and come back to yourself and then make more positive um, choices about other things that you find hard uh, around, you know, food is one classic thing and then time management is another thing uh, so that you can do some self-care. Mm. So it's a really big picture, but it, that was the impetus, was that re- lots of people were reaching out and I thought I have to do something that I can get out to more people <laughs> faster uh, the, and then I couldn't wait for people to come into clinic because I didn't know when that would happen. Mm, yeah, 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 that's true. And I have to say, as you were talking, I just took a, a deep breath in actually and I think because just hearing you talk and talk again about that connection to self and I'm sure our listeners are quite versed in my love of, um, you know, coming back to yourself and who you are and what you want to do and um, probably a good time to encourage listeners to to take a breath as well as you talk because it's only through listening um, that we can really just yeah, come back, find that way to come back to ourselves. And um, for me, when I'm learning or listening to someone talk, yeah, just t- being able to take a breath and really immerse myself in that learning, it, it, it's bringing it from just not just in your mind, but in your body as well and um, embedding it within yourself. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. So now being an anti-aging skin expert, uh, you would have an excellent grasp on what is happening to women's skin in perimenopause and beyond. We know that as we age, less collagen is produced by the body. So you could advise, why is collagen important to consider at this stage of life? And what are the worthwhile collagen sources that women should consider, um, you know, when wanting to boost their collagen intake? Yeah, sure. So collagen is such a crucial structure within our body. So uh, when we say collagen, and you know, you know, collagen's a, a bit of a trend at the moment, although it is essential. It kind of makes up, uh, you know, like a third of our protein content or mass, if you like, in our body. So it's not just our skin that it's important for. It's also 
it's kind of like the glue. So it doesn't just glue <laughs> all our skin together so that it holds and looks firm and beautiful and elastic and hydrated. It's also about muscle tissue, connective tissue, how we can move, uh, and then joint and bone health. So if if as we get older, this is breaking down naturally, which is a natural process, which is, you know, just what it is. Um, we need to look at ways that we can help support our collagen so that it slows down that process. Because over time, and it actually starts from age 30. <laughs> so people mm. think, oh, you know what, when you get to you know your 50s, you need to start worrying about this. It's like collagen starts breaking down from age 30. And then it progressively every decade gets there's a higher percentage that it increases, the decrease increases mm-hmm. <laughs> per decade. So it starts off at 3%, which doesn't sound a lot. But then, but you know, if you're 30 and you get to 80, that's like half of your collagen mass has declined. Wow. So that's half your muscle mass, half your skin. <laughs> So it's, you can see your skin. So that's a really good indication of what's happening on the inside. So whatever you see on the outside, think that's exactly what's happening on the inside. Muscles are floppy and saggy and wrinkly, if you like. You know, um, joint health, so how you can rotate joints. So think about people with frozen shoulders, um, movement in the hips, the knees, all those mobilizing joints. It just um, creates better wellness. And by wellness, it's that quality of lifestyle. So if we, you know, research has shown that we are now living and women are now living till their early 90s. So I think it's 87 is the expected lifespan at the moment of women. But for us as women, so in my, I'm in my 50s, when I get to 87, the life expectancy may be 100 as the average so we have to think if we are going to live that long, I might, I want to be healthy. And so part of that is having my physical body structurally supported as well as obviously I want to look as good as I can. For me, it, I do like looking good. That is obviously my business. But in actual fact, how I move and how I have energy impacts my lifestyle. And that is way more important Um, Of course, if I could look good, that would be great too. (laughs) You look awesome just by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, that's that's the impetus to why we do want to maintain as much as possible. And I'm all about doing it naturally because your body can respond far more quickly to natural sources than to, um, you know, synthetic. And also then for every synthetic thing that we do to ourselves there is a um, cause and effect so synthetic isn't um, digested if you like by the body and so there's always a byproduct or toxin so natural is always my preferred option so getting back to you know what's the best thing to take there's loads of different stuff out there at the moment the best is actually fish or marine um, powders or, or, or liquids, so these powders and liquids, they're equally uh, available to the body as long as they're in a bioavailable form. You need to be having about between two and a half to five grams per day minimum is where the research is shown. And there's no research that shows that over 20 grams per day is beneficial 
at the stage. So, you know, kind of within that range, depending on what's happening for you. There's over 28 28 types of collagen. So not, you know, you're not going to get all of that in fish. (laughs) So Mm. I do personally vary mine around a little bit. So bovine is also really good. I take bone broth, which I think we talked about the other day, because I think um, another thing that collagen does is it helps the integrity of your gut lining. Mm. So if you have any IBS or irritable bowel or any gut issues, then bone broth and collagen supplementation is really beneficial just for long-term digestive health. And then we know also that link between the gut and the brain health and emotional um, mindset. So there's definite links to that. And also they're looking, research is showing they're looking into Alzheimer's and dementia links between gut health, the hormones produced and also collagen. So that's still in the process, but they are looking at that a lot at the moment. So getting back to your question, um, I believe fish or marine, if you can get clean sourced, and I think mm. it's important to ask or look for brands that are transparent about their sourcing and, you know, their processes and what, what um, you know, regulations they they comply to, that is really important. And also you need to get your collagen as a hydrolyzed collagen which just means it's small enough to be absorbed properly and then used by our tissues. Those are the key things to really look for and the amount of collagen to look for is really key as well. So just making sure you're getting that on a daily basis is is beneficial. Otherwise, you're kind of wasting your time. Mm, and money. Um, and money because it's yeah. not cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and I think the thing that I find too, Vicky, is such great information and feedback with that. That's fabulous. Thank you. Um, I ha- You know, I, I'm constantly looking at different types of uh, protein powders, collagen powders and things like that. And then you get some that have got this big, long list of ingredients and a lot of them look to be really scary fillers and, you know, Know, I would put you know, put yes. it down and I have clients that come in and send me and say, well, I'm having this great collagen powder. I'm going, you know what, that's really not, it's not doing nothing. It's not doing anything for you. Yeah. So, and I, I tend to think um, you've made some really good points, but small number, you don't need a lot of ingredients in a collagen powder, do you? No. And it's back to the basics. As I always mm. say, the less ingredients, the better, because mm. that's when you've just got the collagen peptides in there. That's really what you're looking for. You will get, usually they will add in like vitamin C, which is also really, yep. it's like a preemptor um, or a catalyst to how collagen's absorbed. Um, and you need vitamin C for collagen production. So there's yes. a lot of vitamins and minerals you need as well. It's not just collagen. <laughs> Absorbing collagen is not just the only thing. You mm. need vitamins and minerals. So zinc, vitamin C, a lot of your minerals are really important. But you but you do have to watch the fillers, the additives, and that's you will get more with a synthetic product than mm. you will with natural products. So that's where I just say keep it as simple as you can uh, because, yeah, quality is premium. And you're better to do, um, you know, one or two, three months maybe of a high-quality product and then stop for a month or so and then add it in. Because, what about oh sorry go on yeah no yeah. that's that's great and uh, often you see things like I, I don't know if I've pronounced it right hyaluronic acid 
Yes, hyaluronic acid. Yeah. Yeah. And what what's is there a benefit? Do you need to have that or is it something that you can forego? Um, I, I don't know much about that. Yeah, so hyaluronic acid is like we call it in skincare your natural moisturizing factor. So it's a natural occurring molecule that's in the body. And what it does is it holds on to moisture or water, water. Mm. So in the skin, obviously, it's hydrating, but in the body, it's really functioning for the plasma, basically, and all of your connective tissue. And so it helps with absorption of nutrients and a lot of processes. The only problem with it being in an ingredient that you consume is it's um, not very stable. So Ah. it becomes very expensive if you've got a really good quality one. So it's not in a lot of high quality products because of just cost and Mm. still not even stable. It's used a lot in skincare, which is a completely different kettle of fish because they can stabilize it a lot more effectively. Uh, and it's not being ingested, mm. going on the surface. So skincare products only go down as far as the matrix will allow. So it's going down as far as the epidermis will allow, which is still good for skin turnover, but it doesn't go through into your into your body. Yep. Yep. So it's unless not a necessary thing. Unless, yeah, unless there's yep. additives and preservatives and chemicals in there and those will go down. Yeah, got yep. you. Thank yep. you. That's really, really um, excellent information for our listeners. So um, leads us to our next question, actually. Um, you uh, specialise in oxygen infusion facials and we're tipping that our listeners and Natalie and I would love to know what this is, what's involved and its connection to collagen. Oh, my gosh, it was the biggest find I ever found when I was mm. 40. <laughs> I had never heard of it, and I found this uh, company. It's actually a Melbourne-based company. I was living in New Zealand, and I went to a beauty expo, and it is a machine, and I was not into machinery. I was very a hands-on girl. I was like, oh, no, I don't need that. It's a machine. It's, it's um, what they call hyperbaric oxygen, which is basically pure oxygen, under a pressure so they use it they actually use it in the burns victims uh the burns unit at hospital here uh to help with skin grafts after people have had burns so it's very gentle uh but pure oxygen is very has a very healing um aspect on the skin so the oxygen facial that i do is using this um hyaluronic (laughs) we use hyaluronic so we use um pressurized oxygen Uh, And we use a serum. So the serum is vitamins A, C, and E. So really good vitamins Mm. for skin, skin turnover, and skin repair with hyaluronic acid, which is that skin plumping, uh, and um, green tea, actually, which is a good antioxidant. So we spray that on the skin, and then we use this pressurized oxygen to push it into the skin And it feels like a massage. So we're kind of doing it in a sort of a lymphatic massage drainage movement. So it feels really relaxing. It's quite cooling because the serum's quite cold. But the benefit is it goes through your skin. So that top layer that we, you know, when you have a facial, you come out looking beautiful and plumped up. We go through that layer. But because of the pressure, it pushes it through to our collagen layer. So it's actually getting inside the body. You know how I just said before, Mm. Most skincare can't get inside the body. So it needs to be an injectable, which, you know, is neither here nor there, but this does it without the injection. So it's a relaxing way to get 
food or nutrients into our collagen and elastin or our dermal layer. And what that's our mattress of the skin. So that plumps up and firms. So the more it's fed, the more it can turn over and make more collagen and elastin fibers, which is our spring back. And that keeps our skin plumped up, juicy, and it lessens the look of lines. So it lessens the depth of lines. And with the hyaluronic, obviously, that's working on hydration. So the main concern with the clients that I have coming into my clinic who are over 40 is dehydration and lining mm. <laughs> and loss of elasticity. So like what I call the gravity effect. So if they see things going south. So it firms, it firms, end of story. It firms, it works. It works faster than your collagen naturally breaks down. So you can see a result in a month. And the more you have, the more firm your skin is. So you can literally, I'm not going to say beat aging, but you can certainly have firm skin. I've got clients in their 70s. Honestly, they look fantastic. <laughs> you would never know they were 70 or more um, because they have really firm, healthy skin. You know, I love this conversation because um, we've talked about, you know, you can do depending on where your mindset is or or how you want to navigate healthy aging you can look at the collagen sources that you can provide to your skin through natural um, and good quality collagen sources and just leave it at that but if you want to go more because let's face it you know it's it's nice to look your best whenever you want but some people it doesn't worry them so it, they still look their best I, I might add but there's options out there but for me it's always nice to know what the quality options are that um, are proven to, you know, have, you know, some scientific basis behind them. And obviously you've done a lot of that research for um, for us and our listeners yeah. um, to know what they are. So so we have options depending on yeah. where the, that individual woman wants to go or how they want to navigate the rest, you know, the rest going forward. Yeah, yeah. There's some really cool research coming out, I would say, um, Wait, um, wait another six months. There could be some very exciting things coming to Australia as far as um, sort of in the field of epigenetics. So I do a lot of um, mm. gene work as well. And there's a really cool collagen. I've literally got my hands on it today to trial. Wow. Which it, it's called activation. So it basically upregulates the production of your own collagen just through your own body's natural processes with food. It's a, with a food source mm. um, and down regulates one of the enzymes that speeds up the breakdown of our collagen and muscle mass actually. So the benefits are going to be huge as far as, you know, healthy weight, um, good muscle mass increase, maintaining good muscle mass, good joint health, uh, and obviously good skin health. So I am excited. I was just going to say that sounds very exciting. So maybe we might exciting. need to have a chat with you in six months' time. Yeah. Whenever that's, yeah. And, uh, well, results will show. <laughs> no, very good. Love it. Love it. Um, so, Nat, did you have anything What before I head on to the next question? No, 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 no. Oh, good. I was just uh, absorbing it's everything. Fascinating. It is. Yeah, beautiful. So, um. Uh, Vicky, do you have a personal perimenopause story that you'd like to share with our listeners, given this is the peri, per, peri, Perimenopause Power podcast? Amazing name, actually, I have to say. Um, I The only thing, the only kind of really 
annoying thing I got through perimenopause. Oh, well, actually, perimenopause, I had gut issues. So that was another mm. story. That that was another story. But uh, coming into menopause, sort of like the two years that I did before, right before menopause, I got really bad rosacea. Ah. Hmm. And it was also around the time of um, 2020, so COVID, and we also built a house and moved. Oh, as if that wasn't enough for you. And I know. <laughs> so totally reflected um, my, so I knew that it was stress and gut related. Mm. So I just um, really want to, I know a lot of, and I've had a lot of clients in my time with rosacea, and I've always had the stress and gut thing. But this was just a reminder that, you know, again, like what you said, Nellie, is like, you're not exempt from this, even though you know it, we still experience it from time to time. And it's just a good reset to go, you know, hey, take a, take a breath. Um, what can I change? How, what can I improve? What needs to go? Um, wh- what can I get rid of that is no longer serving me mm-hmm. that I can move forward to? Because I think at perimenopause, sometimes we're finding out all these symptoms and, oh, my gosh, it's all overwhelming. Menopause t- can be that time. Once you've menopaused, uh, and I, d- I don't think you ladies have, <laughs> but I have. So you, I'm closer of- to it than away from it. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of a really nice feeling afterwards because it's like it's like the opening up of this whole new oyster. It's <laughs> mm. a new chapter that you go. You get to choose what way you want to change this, move this. And I think hence that my broken shoulder because I need to change some things and I've been holding back changing a few more things in my business uh, that I'm super excited about and it's and it's time. And so, you know, the universe has ways of telling us, but but <laughs> through having rosacea <laughs> was my time to go because I was stressed and I was mm-hmm. thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm clearly not handling my stress right and and eating properly, which I wasn't because of, you know, we were moving and I was staying with other people and it was there was a big drama around stuff, <laughs> which obviously causes stress. Mm-hmm. We don't we forget to breathe and we don't eat as nutritiously as we normally would. Uh so all those things played into my skin, but it was about what can I change? How can I move forward more positively? And I think that's really important for women to to use the symptoms that you have to be okay what's the root cause so what's really at the bottom of this and once you change that one thing or it's usually a compilation of things then you can really shift a whole lot of symptoms that may be uncomfortable but also clear away a mindset shift and really open up to what's possible for the next for the future like lots of women haven't even thought of that Oh, I might live to I'm a hundred. Ooh, most people f- freak out and go, I, I don't want to live to a hundred. None of my friends will be here, and I'll be in a wheelchair. Do Lily? <laughs> no, I'm planning a hundred. Yeah, I'm planning a hundred too. Mm-hmm. Minimum, minimum. Yeah. A healthy a hundred. Absolutely. Healthy longevity. It's cool. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's that's um yeah really good advice. And again, it's just a, a great reminder that even going through life phases such as perimenopause and menopause you still have 
other life phases around you. And I, at the end of each year and about this time, I do a, a good reflection on the year that was and I actually write out, you know, all the things that I sort of achieved and um, look at things and just really reflect. And I've had a, a hell of a big year, not just from a business sense, but personal. I moved house as well and mm-hmm. daughter's finally full first year of school in grade two and just navigating now her sports and, and everything. And yeah, it's just, it's a reminder that life continues around you in perimenopause or in, you know, pivotal life phases. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very much about, yeah, what do I need to serve me? And I've been asking the question a lot. And I think I shared it in our last podcast is, you know, what is it you need right now? If you just stop, take a breath, what is it that you need right now? In most cases, we we always know, right? We It's deep yep. down inside. Yep. We're just perhaps not ready to admit what we need. But sometimes it's just, you know what, I just need to stop. I just yeah. need to stop. Maybe I need to take a walk. I need to take a breath, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, it's really important just as a, a reminder, yeah, what is it you need? I think, too, it's a really good phase. And if I could look back at my 40-year-old self, so my 40s to 50s, which is classically when we're going through perimenopause, it's it's to say, ask for help. Mm. And I think as women, we don't do that very often. And I did not do that in my 40s until my late 40s. I learned the hard way. I did almost did a burnout. I had gut issues because I was so stressed out. <laughs> um, so, and I think a lot of, I can see a lot of women going down that path and it, I'm telling you, it makes the symptoms worse. And all you need to do is ask your girlfriend, ask your neighbor. People are happy. They'll say no if they can't, but I think we have this thing inside of us that we need to do it all ourselves. What is it showing our kids? that they mm. need to be the superwoman and do everything. So, you know, it kind of breaks my heart. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, you're very true. And, look, it really leads on to the next question, and perhaps you've answered it just now, but our podcast is all about power and finding and nurturing and using our personal power as we transition through life phases, such as perimenopause and beyond. What does coming into your own power mean to you? So I think, you know, I like how you mentioned about finding and nurturing and using your personal power. So my advice would be listen to the quiet voice in your head. And so to do that, you need to get there. So just be willing and open to finding a way, whether that's walking in nature, having time to meditate, if it's while you're gardening or stand up paddleboarding or you need or going having facial massage whatever you feel whatever feels good listen to the quiet voice in your head because it's always right Mm, I love that because we always talk about listening to the whispers don't we Nat Mm. Um, especially with perimenopause and when it starts and a lot of women tend to they tend to ignore the whispers because they're in that rushing, busy, rushing women syndrome and it's like they put it down to, oh, I'm just busy, I haven't had enough sleep or whatever it is, but it's actually the start of something happening. So that's beautiful. Mm. What a great way to finish off the podcast. Vicky, where can our listeners learn more about you? I am on Instagram with my perimenopause stuff. So that is the Holistic Menopause Queen a handle um i have a clinic in hyatt in melbourne so uh that is through better body 
actually my website is betterbody.net.au and then you can find my online program there as well so betterbody.net.au fantastic that's wonderful thank you so much for joining us today it's been a really lovely chat and and i've learned lots of new things Oh, and I can't wait to listen to some other of your podcasts. I think what you're doing for women is absolutely wonderful. We need more of you out there in the world sharing all your knowledge. So thank you for having me on. Thank you. And right back at you. (laughs) Thanks, Vicky. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.